0: Hey, world. Ross Livermore here. This is my podcast, episode one. Um, I have some dates coming up May 10th, Coda in Cleveland, Ohio. May 11th, Southgate House Revival with my buddy's brother Smith. That's uh, in Newport, Kentucky, right over the river in Cincinnati. May 18th, I'll be back in Nashville at D's Country Cocktail Lounge with my girl, Catalina. Uh, May 19th, I will be at. The Nick in Birmingham, Alabama. Then back in Chicago, June twelfth at Uncommon Ground. Uh, June thirteenth, I'll be at Driftless Books in uh, Viroqua, Viroqua, Wisconsin. Um, c- pretty close to Milwaukee or the Good Land. Um, then back in Louisville. Oh, these there's too many dates. That's good for now. There's more in the summer including some in, uh, up in up in God's country in New Hampshire, which I'm really excited about, and that'll, that'll be full band. But anyway, this is the podcast. Hey, world, let's do it. All right, here we are. Episode one. I'm here in Nashville, Tennessee in my office. I have Tina the dog sitting right next to me. And I'm just talking about my life and my trials and triumphs as an up and coming. Um, well, not I don't who knows if it's up and coming. Just as a person who is pursuing a career in music. Um, yeah, so I'm doing this podcast and I decided to call it Hey World because um I guess that's my default setting when people awkward awkwardly uh take snapchats and videos and they're like say something funny into the camera and I'm always like hey world and um yeah so that's really where I got the title it's not a great story but it is uh it is where it came from so yeah I guess the format of this podcast what I'm trying to accomplish is to just talk about my life talk about songwriting talk about the pursuit and uh the um what am i trying to say yeah i guess just my process and what has been working for me what has been not working for me and hopefully in some way can inspire someone else to to get out and 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 try something try something that's scary face a fear get out there and just and just live your life. Um yeah, so I think the, there's going to be three parts of this podcast. The first part is just going to be me talking about my week <clears throat> if I've done some traveling. I actually just got back from Chicago with my boy Trevor Larkin who I'm sure will be a regular character on this podcast and we were just up there playing a show at Un- Uncommon Ground. Um Yeah, so that was just talk about that stuff. And the second part, what I'm going to do is pick a song, talk about the song. It could be from a a bigger artist. It could be from one of my friends. It could be a song that I'm working on currently and maybe have hit a wall with. And then the third part will be uh, talking about some shows that I've seen locally. And one of the cooler jobs that I've ever had I have currently it's at Zanies Comedy Club here in Nashville, which in the comedy world, Zany's is a staple. um it's a Chicago. It's a Chicago based comedy club, and I think the Nashville location has been here I don't know, probably like thirty thirty forty years. There's photos from Seinfeld, Leno, uh Richard Jenny just it's uh, just legends all over the wall um and yeah so that's where i work so i could be talking about shows that i've seen there or work there shows of my friends bands i'm going to see darling side tonight which i'm really excited about emma actually emma is my girlfriend i call her the griff she's also going to be a regular character uh on this podcast i'm sure but she sent me a text today and uh, Darling Side's her favorite band, or at least one of them. And uh she sent me a text that said, I can't wait for meatloaf and darling side tonight, because she's <laughs> we've planned we've planned out making meatloaf and she makes a mean one. So that's that's the big night that I'm excited for. Emma's making mashed potatoes, meatloaf, and broccoli. And she was upset because the Krogas didn't have broccolini. And uh, they just said, you you know, your standard broccoli. So that's what we went with. Um, So we're going to do that and then go see Darling Side at the Basement East. The Basement East. The Basement East, which which I am really excited about because I love those guys. Um, They're finding a lot of success right now. And I couldn't be more happy for them because they are. Deserving and talented and wonderful people, so I'm really excited about that. But um, yeah, so that's that's really the format. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, probably be a weekly type of podcast, and then I might have some friends come in and chat about music, songwriting, life, you know, whatever. And um, so that would be an, another bonus episode. Uh, but that won't be a weekly thing. The weekly thing would just be me talking into the microphone, talking shit, which, you know, that's just, that's just what I'm, what I'm doing right now. But, um, man. And so one of the things I've been working on lately is this is the, the understatement of the year, but I, uh, I've been trying to read more books and I, i you know, I'm good for maybe a book, a year, if I'm lucky, and then like a couple failed attempts at like getting 50 pages in. But um, so I write at a place called Indo here in Nashville. And it's just like a shared workspace. They have some writing rooms. Excuse me. I'm drinking iced coffee. And I'm a little I'm a little phlegmy right now. But yeah, so it's this place Indo. And it has there's some PR firms, there's some online distribution, video, just a bunch of cool companies operating out of there. And they have a couple songwriter rooms. So I rent a room, and that's where I go to write um, typically. So John Richardson, the owner, solid guy. He's from New Jersey, so a total ballbuster, East coaster, right up my alley. Uh, he has been talking about this book called On Writing by Stephen King. And one day I went in to write, and he left it in the room for me to read, so it took me a little bit of time to get into it. <coughs> Excuse me, so it took me some time. Finally, I sat down and got into it and the book is like half memoir half uh like how to but in in the voice of a of an of a lifelong new Englander so it really resonated with me because it just sounded like I was uh, listening to my dad in high school. When you're like, "Oh man, I you know I didn't really get a good grade on this test," and he goes, "Well, did you read the book?" And I would obviously say no, and he would say, "You shitting me!" <laughs> and then, and that would that would be that. So Stephen King sounds like my dad. So I read this book, and one of the things he talks about in this book is uh he want to you know and I'm paraphrasing now but he says uh if you don't have time to read you don't have time to write and you won't write well and he's you know talking to the potential novelist but i think it trend, you know translates to all genres of writing it's if you're not taking in information uh how is the information you're putting out worth listening to or hearing and it was just it was a really good it was a really good simple way to put it and in that I was like man you know I I ha- I have to read I have to read more books so I had a library card and I told you I had some failed attempts at reading so <laughs> after that he has this book list and one of the books was a river runs through it which is actually made into a movie directed by Robert Redford Brad Pitt is in it and uh Tom Skerritt who also played the uh, head professor? I don't know if it's a professor. In Top Gun, he was in Top Gun. Anyway, the movie was great, and uh, it's about fly fishing and a couple brothers in the in this family that live out in Man- Montana. So I got that book and and read it. It was actually I finished it in Chicago at this coffee shop, and Trevor was writing his daily newsletter, and I was like dropping tears, as as the Griff says. Um, holding it in, but it was a great, it was a great book. So I returned it on Sunday and went to the Nashville public library downtown. And I was, I was kind of stressed out by this because, well, not by this, but I was stressed out because I parked in an illegal spot and I was just going to fly in, get a book. The next book on my list, I had it in my head, the great Gatsby, American classic. And I get it. You know, I'm a 34, 34 year old man, just turned 34 uh newly 34. 34 year old man reading a book or checking out a book that I should have easily have read in high school. So I go in (laughs) thinking this and um yeah you know you're everyone's self conscious, you know, if you're 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 working on yourself. So every it's like I'm not well read. I don't really know where anything is in this library. It's massive multiple floors. So I go up to the librarian Return my book, and he looks at a river runs through it, and kind of scoffs. I'm like this piece of shit, and I say, um, "I'm looking for. Do you have The Great Gatsby?" And he's like, "I don't know. It's on a lot of high school reading lists, and it might be checked out." And I was like, "You bastard!" Like, I'm just, I'm just asking a simple question, and he's just looking down on me. <clears throat> so he walks over finds the book, I get it, and um, what did he say at the end he uh <laughs> i was i I think I said something like, Oh, I'm just making up for lost time, knowing that you know i'm a I'm a full grown adult reading a book um that I should have read fifteen twenty years ago, and he <laughs> he says, Well, this is my last day, so I think it's overrated and I'm like overrated Ugh, these people. It's an an American classic made into multiple films, employed countless hundreds of people, has paid mortgages, inspired hundreds and thousands of writers. But this dick librarian is like, ugh, the great Gatsby. It's overrated. It's like, man, how about you write a book? How about you write... Something that someone even likes, that someone would pay money for, let alone become like this iconic American classic piece of literature. I don't know. Super frustrating. And if I was in my younger years, that would, that would have really bothered me. But I'm like, this guy just probably is disgruntled or is pissed off about some stupid injustice that he feels in his own life. Anyway, so I got the book and I am 30 pages in and it's pretty good. It's solid so far. I did see the movie with Leo. And it was cool. Yeah, it's like this guy goes back and says it's a, you know, it's a overrated story where like Leonardo DiCaprio, the greatest actor of my day, is in it and Jay-Z did the music and Beyoncé, it's like dick. Total dick librarian. Um but yeah, it's good. I'm pretty much Googling a word, a page, just uh Claire style from clueless. Like I hope not sporadically and try to use a new word every page or, or at least know what one of these words means. It's great. It's really good. I'm learning. And uh, I don't know, telling the story, I feel like the kid who asks the dumb question in high school, you know, and everyone makes fun of them. But at the same point, they're kind of like, they didn't know the answer to the question either, you know, like, I don't know, Host the the couple words were like hostile levity and feigned sleep and two, what is it Teutonic migration. Some of these words, I'm just like, I don't know what that means. I'm going to Google it. And uh, yeah, it's great. So far, so good. So I am two books down. On to my third. I'm trying to do like a book a week or a book every two weeks, depending on the pages. I'm keeping them in the uh, under 200 page range right now just so I can I can um. give myself a sense of accomplishment when I finish something, you know? So if I can just bang out a bunch of books and get on a roll, it's like running or exercising. You're just kind of like working out the muscle and then eventually building up to the, the infinite jest, you know, these thousand-page that would take me. I don't even think I could finish a book like that right now, but I'm working on it. And that's what I'm working on currently. Um, yeah, The Great Gatsby. I have a soft cover though, you know, I'm a, the the old the old paperback, as they say. Um, but yeah, so songs, music. One of my favorite artists just came out with a brand new song, and uh, his name is Alan Stone. Alan Stone just came out with a new song called Brown Eyed Lover um and i it's great it's a solid solid first song to release and um it's interesting because trevor larkin who's a good friend of mine here is the guitarist in the band and i had been a fan of alan since that unaware video came out i don't know to what i don't even remember what year it was i'd probably say like 2012 ish and then they were on conan but yeah when i moved here he was one of the first people i met through arlie uh, who is the singer of a band called sister sparrow, who, if you haven't heard of, you should listen to. Yeah. Uh, so I met Trevor at the show and we became friends and he's such a humble guy. So I was like, yeah, you know, you play, I play. And he's like, yeah, I play with a songwriter named Alan Stone. You might've heard of him. And I'm like, of course I've heard of him, dude. Like, what are you talking about? And, uh, (laughs) he, yeah. So we became friends and they finally just put out, well, they just recorded their new record here in Nashville at a studio called Sound Emporium, and Jamie Liddell, sole singer, sole musician extraordinaire, produced it, Who and he's just badass. So they just finally re- released the first song off that, and it's called Brown Eyed Lover. And um, yeah, it's it's just solid. It's solid. Let me uh, see if I can pull some of it up right now. Mm-hmm apple support what the hell is this i i don't know what's going on with my computer i feel like every time i click on a link it's linking me to somewhere else some like support thing i don't know i need bob bob flamia to come in and, and uh clean out the old imac at some point that's that's pretty much who i revert to whenever i have a computer prob- <laughs> a computer problem I'm just like bob what do i do and he's always Always Can Fix It. Fix It Bob. Bob the Builder. Um, Let me throw on this song. Or a little piece of it. I think you can hear it. It's just, like, one of these songs where, like, in soul music, there's not a ton of, like, riff-based songs. And and up until it gets to the verse there, it's just like... Just a badass riff. Um, which is cool to see, because I know Trevor is kind of a metal guy. And I don't know the other guys in the band, but it, it's just cool to see a song in the soul genre that's kind of riff based um, as opposed to just like, you know, nine and 11 chords and stuff like that. It's it's just, just a cool, a cool different thing to hear. Also, another thing about Alan Stone that I really like, obviously the dude is known for his phenomenal vocals, but in all of their recordings, especially in the last, <clears throat> the last record radius, the background vocals were just super cool Like the tone The effects Whatever they're using I don't know That's one of the qualities About Alan's music That I've always thought was super cool Like these BGVs As the as the Instagram famous musicians would call them Or people in the industry um, It's always just a cool thing and, uh, and, and this song That's no different It's like I got a brand you're on the side of town, I don't want to keep a waiting. I don't want to keep a waiting, waiting. I don't know, just badass to me. I think it's cool. So, yeah, and then it gets into this verse with, this last, with those like solid so soul changes, lush bass. Soul. Yep, she reminds me of my mother. Ma- I love that line. She reminds me of my mother. She wonders how my day went and don't care about my baby. And that riff. The burp, burp, shipper, burp, burp i don't wanna keep on waiting waiting. i think with all soul music i totally have the habit of just singing everything like michael mcdonald i don't wanna keep on waiting waiting but like you know that's just me i'm just one man you know but yeah this song it's great solid solid jam Yeah, I can't wait to hear the rest of this this record because I know it's going to be good. One of the things I know personally about that, too, they recorded it all live, which, I mean, those dudes, are they're, they've they been playing together since the beginning. So you know that they are just a band who is so tight and they can do that. I, I don't know. Those are my favorite bands, the bands that just roll in and just play it. They just play the song and they come up with a good arrangement and perform it live i don't know that whole record was done like that so i'm really excited to hear the rest of it from from alan and the guys great job i'll uh i'll throw a link to that song in the soundcloud or the itunes i actually have never done a podcast before so i have to google how to make it go live so i am gonna do that and then wherever i do put this live which I would assume would be iTunes SoundCloud. And it'll be on the website. Um I'll I'll link that song. Or just you know, it's it's 2018. Just look up Alan Stone, Brown Eyed Lover. You'll figure it out. You people are smart. I'm the one who isn't the smart person. I'm the one who is just currently starting to read books. Um yeah, so that song I'm uh, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a great song, guys. Nice work. Really really nice nice work. So we've reached the final segment of the podcast where I talk about a possible show that I have seen. And like I said before, uh my side gig here in Nashville, I serve tables currently at uh, the comedy club, Zanies, And there's another comedy club actually here. It's called Third Coast. And right now in Nashville, the C- Nashville Comedy Festival actually just started. And Third Coast is doing, for the whole week, they're doing 24 hours of comedy. So if you go to Third Coast, I think, yeah, it's called Third Coast, right? Am I Am I stupid? Let me just look it up. Yeah, it's third third coast. I don't know why I was thinking it wasn't. Yeah, Third Coast Comedy Club, Nashville's Improv and Stand Up Club. Um, they're doing so anyway, they're doing uh 24 hours of comedy and trying to break the Guinness Book of World Records record, which they hold. And I don't know what it is, but they're trying to beat it. So they're doing a week, 24 hours a day, one week of comedy straight. So that's the other comedy club. But so I work at Zanies, who is like they get they get the uh the higher profile acts here in town. Everyone from Chris Rock to the late great Ralphie May. Um I just saw a show in there, Dan Sauter, who crushed it. It's just it's a really cool job to have. Anyway, last night, <laughs> this dude who was performing all week, Dion Cole was in there. Man, and like it's funny because I was away for the weekend, so I came in on Sunday. I almost felt like the dude in the soccer game who comes in in the last like five minutes with the fresh legs. You know, everyone's working all these comedy shows, and they're all just done with the act. And uh, I come in with like, "Oh man, I'm really excited to see the show, guys. How how was he?" And you know, everyone else is jaded on it because i have seen the act five times already. But man, Dion Cole crushed it he has a special well he, he so on netflix there's a special called the stand-ups and they get a bunch of up-and-comers and just like all levels of comedians and they do i think like a 20 to 30 minute set and dion was on there and he he's he's a solid solid comedian um but he actually used to be a writer for conan and um for for years he wrote for that show and i think when Conan went I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna stop because I don't know any information about it other than I know that he wrote for Conan. But yeah, he had this he had this joke where he's like he's talking about things you can't say after sex. <laughs> and he's like, Man, the one thing you can't say after sex is well and uh man it just it just killed Obviously, I am not a comedian, so I am not giving it justice, but the, the 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 reason why I'm telling you this is because there was a woman who just towards the end of the show started heckling him. And you can kind of I don't know, like I've only worked there for just under a year, but you can tell the the really good comedians when they deal with hecklers and some of these guys are like on it. And you know, some of the some of the employees there were ripping on Bob Saget, but her crowd work, that guy is one of the best that I've seen. Bob Saget. But um, yeah, so Dion Cole, this woman was talking to him, and Dion Cole is like a handsome black man. And she's just like, yo, let's hang out after the show and just rah, 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 rah. And he she was saying something about it sexual in nature to him. And the dude just drops the mic and he's like, Well, all right, I'll see you later. And like, I don't know. It was just a, it was a really great moment in the show that you would have to see but this dude check him out on the stand-ups Dion Cole it was it was definitely awesome to be on the inside of that show to uh subscribe visit rosslivermore.com for any information about the music uh videos you can get all the content at rosslivermore.com and um yeah that's it